Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Go to Matthew, if you will. I was going to come to you from the book of Kings, but I think that tonight I'll come to you from the book of Matthew, and uh, Matthew chapter 26. Just following the Lord's leading tonight, you can never go wrong by doing that. Not quite sure what the outcome's going to be. If I were to reach down to a sermon and blow on this thing, dust would come off this. The first time I've looked at this sermon in a long time. Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 1 through verse number 8. Are you there? Matthew 26 verse number 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, ye know that after two days in the feast of the Passover and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people into the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. The only verse that came to my mind while Brother Nichols was singing was verse number 8 and a little phrase there. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, read it out loud together with me, to what purpose is this waste? Heavenly Father, Lord, I so come before you. and God, I am asking you to do a work where I can't go. Thank you. Thank you for our young people. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Brother Nichols. I pray for Brother Allen and Brother Hicks that you would fill them with your power from on high for this week. God, may you meet with us, continue to meet with us on this night. Lord, God, please. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's an assembly taking place in Jerusalem at the palace of Caiaphas during the feast of the Passover. Gathered at the assembly are the chief priests and scribes and elders. The purpose of this gathering was to decide how to take Jesus, to find a way to take Jesus by trickery and to kill him. Just down the road, about a mile and a half in the town of Bethany, There was another meeting taking place, and this meeting just down the road was a meeting with Jesus and his disciples. Gathered in this meeting, they were then talking, and Jesus was sitting. This is now the place to where we know the door opens up, so get the story. Down the road are the religious leaders that are deciding, how do we take Jesus by subtlety? Then down the road in Bethany, about a mile and a half down the road is is Jesus in this house of a man known as a leper, not a palace, a humble abode, and Jesus is there, and then in walks this lady, 
And this lady takes an alabaster box, a very familiar story to all of us, and she takes the contents and she pours it upon the head of Jesus Christ. On the head of Jesus, and if you'll get the picture, and this expensive ointment now flows down into the beard. It now flows probably onto his garment. It now drops in the house of this leopard. Immediately, the disciples were very indignant, the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that with indignation, they then said, what are you doing? Don't you know that this ointment could have been sold? This ointment could have been traded. You could have done something different with this ointment. So here you have Jesus and his disciples, the religious leaders, trying to see how they can take Jesus. Jesus with his disciples. And this woman walks in and interrupts this meeting, and she then pours. And the Bible again tells us that the disciples make a statement in verse number 8, if you'll look at it. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? These disciples, these earthbound people, these men that had been with the Savior had got so blinded by the importance of the action that they became mad over what could have been done temporally with the ointment rather than what was done eternally with the ointment. Here's the sermon, and it's very simple. The disciples made the most common mistake made by mankind. It is the mistake made by many a person. This is a mistake made by the Christians, by husbands, by fathers, by wives, by mothers, by teenagers, college students, those who've been in the ministry for a long time, young adults. And here's the mistake. They focus too much on the ointment instead of whom the ointment was being poured on. This is the crux of whether or not we quit or we continue. This makes the difference between do we take another step in Christianity or do we abandon ship? When we focus on the ointment and what it can do with us in this life, then get ready, the doors will be closed to the average church, the tithes and offerings will start going down. But when we look at our lives in light of who gave us our lives, and when we look at what we have in light of what it costs the Savior to give us what we have, then may I propose to you, it's never a waste when you take your life and you pour it on Jesus Christ. The disciples had it all wrong. The disciples wanted to fight an earthly battle rather than understand that their battle was wrapped up in what Jesus would do on the cross and what Jesus would do in the grave and what he would do three days later when he came out of the grave. I'm here to tell you that something more precious than that ointment is sitting before me tonight. And do you know what that is? That's you. You are that precious ointment. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. People look at us and they'll ask us, to what purpose is this waste? They'll look at us coming to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night 
and Wednesday night. And then they'll ask us, to what purpose is this waste? They'll look at us put on a teen convention and spend thousands of dollars, and then they'll say, to what purpose is this waste? They'll look at us load up and go to camp, and they'll ask, what purpose is this waste? They'll look at us run the shuttle buses and the vans and pick up people, and they will say, to what purpose is this waste? Those people will never recompense you. Those kind of people will never give back to you. They look at us as we sacrifice and as we go and as we give, and they look at us as we dress the way we should dress and act the way we should act, and they look at us and they scream from the battlements of earth, and they say, what purpose is this waste? Why are you wasting your life? Don't you know? that you could trade your life to make money. Don't you know you could climb the corporate ladder with your life? Ladies, you could have a career. Men, you could take it easy. You could just drop a little bit and earn respect from everybody across the board. You could spend the weekends at the lake and never darken the house of God. You could be something big in this life. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to declare to you today that I do not think I have wasted one moment of time in the past 35 years of pouring my life on Jesus Christ. I have not wasted one Sunday walking through these doors. I have not wasted one Sunday singing the praises of God. I've not wasted one Sunday shouting the praises of God. I've not wasted one Sunday bringing the old precious King James Bible to a good old-fashioned Baptist church and sitting in a good old-fashioned Baptist pew and shouting amen to a good old-fashioned Baptist sermon. I do not look at my life at 54 and think I'm a shriveled up has-been that has wasted my life. I'm not looking for a tin cup. I'm not looking for you to, to cast a proverbial coin in the cup and say, poor Bobby. It's not poor Bobby. It's a wretched sinner Bobby that was saved by grace one day. And on March 27, 1979, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And on July 1984, I gave this life to the Lord. Can I come to you tonight? And tell you this, keep going forward. Keep pouring you on Jesus. Keep ushering. Keep running the routes. Keep coming to church. Keep coming on Wednesday night. Keep coming. Keep going. Keep giving. Keep standing. And don't think for one second that you are wasting your life. Don't let people tell you that you're the odd ones. You're not the odd ones. You're the ones that are pouring your life on Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, do you think you're better than anyone else? I think all of us in comparison to Jesus Christ are dirty, rotten, filthy, wretched sinners. And all of us need to understand you've only got one life to live. I've only got one life to live. And there's no better way to live it than pouring us on Jesus Christ. Hold your head up high, stick your chest out, and realize you are the best thing God ever created. Pigs are born in the barn. Cattle are born in the field. Cats are born, excuse me, cats should never be born. Dogs are born in litters. But Becca, as you were laying in that hospital, God put that baby in the best alabaster box ever, and that was the womb of a mama. And that baby was protected. 
And that baby was surrounded. And that baby had everybody's attention when that baby came. You want to know why? Because mankind was made in the image of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. I just want to come your way and let you know this. You have not wasted one day of your life. Pastor, you're not wasted one day of your life. Preacher, you're not wasted one day of your life. Mama, Becky, you have not wasted one day bringing that boy to the house of God. Tim, God bless you, man. Are you all okay if I just preach and kind of leave the outline? Tim, God bless you. Your mama used to come get me, and you'd be screaming like a wild banshee going down that hallway. And she'd come crying to my office going, Pastor, you got to help me. I'd come down that hallway, and we would sit, and we would talk, and you would fight, and you would kick, and you would scream, and Becky would go, is it even worth bringing him to church on Wednesday night? And it was like, just you bring that kid, and you bring that kid, and Scott would go, I don't know what to do with him. And, uh, and, 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 but, but Tim, to see you stand here today and sing the bass note, singing it like a true bass, with no expression. And he grabs that mic right up there. Then may I say, you have not wasted. Becky, all the tears and all the times, Pastor, Scott and I need help. What are we going to do? All those times, not been a waste. Y'all, listen to me. It's not a waste. And when Jesus sat there, and that was poured on his head, and it dropped to his beard, the disciples said, what are you doing? You know what Jesus said? Let her alone. In fact, I want you to, to, to notice what he said if you would, and look at the text. Tonight, I, I just want, want to tell you, go to Matthew chapter 26, and let me get there real quick. Matthew chapter 26. If you'll drop down to, to, to look what it says there in verse number 9. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus stood, when Jesus understood, look at verse 10, understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but, ye, but, but me ye have not always. For in that she poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Would you look at this? If you're looking for a lasting legacy in life, verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done. What's the last phrase, please? Be told for a what? Everybody wants to be remembered. Pour your life on anything but Jesus Christ. Nobody will ever remember. A memorial. I'm looking all over this auditorium. Your sacrifice is amazing to me. 
I, I, I look at y'all, Miss Perry. Y'all drive 45 minutes one way. See that girl? Not a waste. Not a waste. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you're wasting your life, sister, because you are not wasting your life. My hat's off to the people in this room. Brother Combest sits back over here to my right. That man hadn't wasted one day of his life serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Not one day. Let the world party on the Lord's day. But you pour your life on Jesus Christ. Brooke, Ethan, took them kids to junior camp last week. You could have bowed out. You didn't waste your week. You poured your life on Jesus Christ. That's not a waste. And wherever this gospel shall be preached, your name will be right there along with the gospel. Parents, if I could just tell you, you've not wasted one day. Brother Corley, brother, a lot of miles behind you. I'm not saying you're old. But that must be the old person section. Because Brother Bowen anchors the back pew. You're right there in the middle. And Brother Roberts and Miss Roberts are up front. That's the old person section right there. And Brother Alderson's on the back side. Y'all, y'all not wasted your life. And your daughter stands down here and leads this children's choir. I wonder who put that love for music in her soul. Outside of God, mom, dad, it's because you made sure she's around godly music. Not one. Miss Camadiner, you're older than dirt, sister. <laughs> but when I see your son ushering, who taught that boy how to come to church? You and Brother Camadiner. Not wasted. David, I think about your dad. To what purpose is this waste? Wasn't a waste. Wasn't a waste. Was not a waste. I could go over this auditorium and keep going and keep going and keep going. When are we going to be start looking at Christianity this way? Anything we do for Christ is not a waste in life. And young people, don't let somebody tell you you could trade that life to make money, and that's the best thing you could do with your life. And don't tell some, let somebody tell you you could trade that for the, for the NFL or the WNBA or the NBA or what the runway or whatever the case may be. I don't know what God's going to do with your life, but you put Christ right at the center of your life, and you make life revolve around Christ. And don't ditch Christ for a world that's not going to bring you satisfaction because you will waste your life right out there. But when you say, I'm a believer and I'm a Christian, and he died for me on the old rugged cross, what better thing could I do in honor of my Savior than to reach up and pour me on Jesus Christ? Gracie, Judith, Rachel, Alex. I saw that shuttle bus pull up out there.
young ladies, you are not wasting your weekends. Knocking on doors and making sure people come to church. Brother Glosser, you haven't wasted one day of your life pouring it on men who have become part of our church that we love very, very deeply. Church, let's just get down to business. Miss Amaya, you've not wasted one trip to that lady's shelter up there. Serena, would you agree? You've not wasted one trip. Not one. Not one. And I could keep going over and over in this auditorium. Coach, 50 years in this church, you've not wasted one day. Not one. And ladies and gentlemen, at some point, we're going to have to readjust our focus back to the Savior and understand when you take your life and you pour it on Jesus, others will have indignation. But Jesus is saying, they're pouring them on me. This is a memorial. Going to Honduras, brother, I'm sure other people have tried to get you all to do other things with your life. It's not a waste. When you look at what's going on, that's not a waste. Going to plant a church in Lafayette, 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 Lafette, Lafette. Nobody knows where Lafette is. In a building that's 18 what? And I'm sure people from the Civil War era are back there going, what are you doing? But brother, that's not a waste. We need to stop looking at people who are Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Bible believing, stop patronizing us. And stop making us think that we just ain't arrived yet. You don't arrive at any higher pinnacle of the Christian life than when you say this life. I'm thinking about Jared down there in Houston. Kids running a mile a minute trying to stay ahead of the game. He's not wasting his life. Not wasting his life one bit. I'm just glad I'm saved. And sometimes when you think about he wanted it this way, and Brother Nichols, when you were singing, I thought to myself, is it a wasted life doing it the Lord's way? And the answer is no. Brother Benson, all those years in the mission field, those days when your babies had malaria, underneath a tent, your wife, your dear wife was very, very ill. You didn't waste one day. Brother Moore, you haven't wasted one day. Laura, Briley, Costa Rica, all those years y'all spent down there, back taking care of your mama, who's stubborn as the, as the day is long. Lord, I want you to know you and Dale haven't wasted one day in the mission field. Not one. Young people, I'm done with this. Please listen to your pastor. If the Lord Almighty is reaching down and the Lord Almighty is talking to you about your life and how involved you are with his purpose, and you're thinking to yourself, I'm not going to waste my life doing that kind of stuff. 
we're the happiest group of people you'll ever meet. Your occupation has nothing to do with your life being poured on Jesus. Like nothing. But every once in a while, God reaches down and said, would you lead God's people to pour their life? Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.